Hey guys, I'm Mandy B. Anderson, and you're listening to the She Who Overcomes podcast. I'm the chief creative officer, a motivational speaker, and a life and business coach at a company called Rayma Team. I'm also thriving in the face of a life-threatening illness called cystic fibrosis. This weekly podcast is a series of real-life stories and conversations meant to encourage you with hope and more importantly, equip you with action steps to transform your life, your career, and your relationships. So grab your coffee and let's hang out. All right, Overcomers, welcome to another episode of the She Who Overcomes podcast. I'm kind of excited to do this episode today because I'm really going to take a moment to get real, maybe a little bit raw with you and share a little bit about what I have been kind of not necessarily struggling with, but becoming more aware of and fixing in my life. And um, it's this topic of burnout. So if you are brand new to the podcast, I need to let you know that we have a Facebook group, uh, just our little community online called Rayma Nation. And P.S., we would love to have you join us if you haven't already. But what we do in this community is it's just a place where Rachel and I can go ahead and share content uh, like our blog posts, our podcasts, some of our free uh, free resources, and just kind of hang out and have a conversation. It's not a coaching group, but it's just a community that we can all hang out in for people who are basically raving fans uh, and champion clients of Rayma Team. So if you haven't joined us yet, hop on over to Rayma Nation, R-A-Y-M-A Nation, and uh, join that Facebook group. We would love to have you there. Well, I bring that up because a couple weeks ago, I started noticing that this whole idea of burnout was showing up in my life. Um, and I started asking some of the people in Rayman Nation if they had ever experienced burnout. And I'm going to share with you what they have shared with me uh, so that we can get an idea of what it looks like. Because we really can't change anything if we're not aware of what needs to change in the first place. So uh, the first thing I, I want to share with you is let's get just really clear on what burnout actually is. Because sometimes I think that we think burnout is just like we have just been maybe um, going so fast, so focused. Maybe it's a lot of stress, like a lot of bad things happening. And that's not necessarily all that burnout is. So if you look up the definition of burnout in the dictionary, it says burnout is fatigue, frustration, or apathy resulting from prolonged stress, overwork, or intense activity. Fatigue, frustration, or apathy resulting from prolonged stress, overwork, or intense activity. Notice how it doesn't say in there that it's something that you hate, right? Like a lot of times I think burnout happens when it comes to our career or our work life because it's something that we enjoy or we're trying to get ahead in life and we just give our all, like we go all in. And that's not a bad 
habit, uh, a bad skill maybe, or a bad focus to have to be all in on something. However, comma, we have to learn how to make sure that we're still utilizing that self-care on a continuous basis so that we don't get burnt out. Because that apathy is like you lose your passion, you lose your excitement, you lose your want to. Do you know what I mean when I say your want to? Mm -hmm. Burnout is when you lose all of that, all of that. So I want to share with you some of the ways that burnout shows up in our lives. And then I'm going to share some personal stories. And finally, I'm going to share some tips of what we can do about it. So when I asked our guests, or our guests, you guys, I used to be in the hotel industry. And so the idea of, hey, let's ask our guests. That's funny. Okay. Just had a momentary, just a moment where I forgot what industry I'm in. So anyway, I asked our our Raymond Nation friends, um, how do how have they experienced burnout? Like when they have experienced it, what are the things that they do? And here's what uh, one person said. Somebody said, not sleeping, losing empathy, or having way too much of it. Like every story you hear makes you cry. So that's like being really over-emotional. Um, always taking care uh, oops, sorry, that's that's how they're fixing it. Um, they also said that not having the mental capacity to break down a task into steps and feeling overwhelmed by them, that's one way that they experience burnout. Um, other people said they have a lack of patience with their kids, not sleeping, can't get anything done. Those feelings of inadequacy and guilt are often experienced when they're having burnout. Um, another thing that... Uh, People said is they noticed that they stopped playing piano or having music in the house. Anything that makes them feel emotions is turned off. Isn't that fascinating? Because when you really realize it, music is a really emotional thing, right? And when we don't play music as often, it could be a sign that we, we're avoiding something or maybe we're burnt out. Um, one person said they go to the dark side of Netflix and end up watching psychological terror type shows because that's the one emotion they're okay with. Um, somebody said they put off important stuff or urgent stuff. They are very irritable or forgetful. Then other people said they have a short fuse. They get tired of having to always have that personal or that customer service persona, and then their loved ones get the worst of them. They end up having negative expectations or a negative outlook like, oh, what else can go wrong? Or, oh, why me? This is never going to get better. Uh, there's nothing I can do about it. Those type of negative thoughts pop in when they experience burnout. Somebody else said they have unrealistic goals and unrealistic schedule. Maybe they overbook themselves and then they constantly feed that burnout because now they're overbooked. And they're overwhelmed and they can't get around to everything. So they are neglecting responsibilities. Um, overexposure to media. This is an interesting one. And I think this is one we can easily fall into because of social media. 
So they, somebody said that they'll just, you know, be vegging out on the couch and all of a sudden it's three hours later and all of a sudden I'm, I'm watching all these videos on YouTube that I didn't even expect to watch. Um, poor nutrition and exercise habits. They don't feed themselves well. They don't drink enough water. They don't exercise. Not sleeping. That seems to be a common one. Um, no time for yourself. No downtime. No quiet time. Um, just that very busy but accomplishing very little and feeling extremely overwhelmed. That's what people uh, shared with me. And some of that was shared in personal conversations or text messages. Some of that was shared in the Raymond Nation Facebook group. So here's the thing, you guys. I'm noticing that burnout is something we can all relate to from time to time. And I have to let you know that the the people that answered these questions are all different personality types. It wasn't just the type A personalities or the reds or the rubies, if you know Danny Johnson's uh, gems training. It wasn't just those go-getter types. It was also people that are like the yellows or the the pearls, the very giving people who will, who want to help people. Like they almost give too much and forget to refill themselves. And so it's people from all across the board, all walks of life. We all experience burnout from time to time. And so today, I want to take our remaining time together to share with you some tips and tools that have helped me. I want to share with you a little bit about what I have experienced with burnout in the last couple months, where it came from, and what I'm doing about it. And we'll kind of go from there, okay? So grab your coffee and let's just have a real conversation about this. Let's pretend that you and I are having a phone call or a coffee date at our favorite coffee shop and just get real about this topic of burnout. Okay, so how do I experience burnout? I took some time to write this down, and here's what I discovered. Um, I discovered like six things, and I'm sure that there's more, but we'll just talk about these six things. So when I am burnt out, I, uh, I avoid reading nonfiction books, and I escape into familiar fictional wor- worlds. So like that's number one and two, the two things that I do. And at the beginning of this year, I had this goal to get back into reading um, like two or three books a month. And I'm going to be honest, I have really bit the dust on this goal. Um, I think it's, let's see, I'm recording this in August, and I think I have finished maybe five or six books this year, way below, way below my goal, right? Well, here's what I noticed. I started out the year um, pretty good on that goal, and then I realized that I'm I'm falling back into fictional books. In fact, I've actually read more than more than five or six books because I have forgotten to add the fictional books that I have dove back into, and I devour them. Like I will check out of life when I'm at home and just dive back into these books that I have read several times. Like if you're wondering what it is, because I know some of you are, the Shadowhunter series. Like I, I love young adult fiction. 
I know it's weird, but the Shadowhunter series is one of my favorites. And I have read the Mortal Instruments probably, this is my third or fourth time through all six books, okay? I'm on book five again. And I, I realized that this is something I do when I am burnt out. I go back to that familiar, familiar world. And I avoid reading self-help books, reading business books, reading anything that will turn my brain on and make me think creatively or make me grow because I'm just tired of thinking that way, right? Like, have you ever gotten there before? I get that way from time to time. And this is what I do. I will dive into fictional worlds. And while I'm reading those fictional worlds, the third thing I do when I am experiencing burnout is I eat all the chips, all the chips, you guys. I just devour them. Like, oh, my favorite is the those baked sour cream and cheddar uh, ruffles. Like, mm, I will eat them all, all. Like, my husband asked me one day, how many bags of chips do you want me to buy? And I'm thinking, like, three or four. I don't know what's going to get me through the week because I will literally, like, devour an entire bag if I let myself in a day, okay? Listen, I'm just getting real with you guys, okay? I'm sharing my dysfunctions so that we can all grow together. And I'm also sharing it because I'm aware of it now, which means I'm doing something about it, okay? So don't judge me. You probably do the same thing or other other things. We do what we need to to get by when we're burnt out, right? Before we realize it. So that's one thing I do is I eat all the chips, um, I also sleep a lot. And the funny thing about that is I sleep a lot, but I don't get well rested because I'll wake up in the middle of the night and not be able to go to sleep for an hour or two later. And so then I will just take more naps or I'll have to go to bed earlier. Like these are the things I notice about myself when I'm burnt out. And having cystic fibrosis on top of just being burnt out from being, you know, a, a person in the world. Uh, it gets a little tricky because I got to stay on top of things. So um, these are the the two, the next two confessions of what I do when I'm burnt out are things that probably bother me the most and are the hardest for me to overcome. Um, I silence my voice. And what I mean by that is I don't write in my journal. I don't do inspirational or encouraging videos unless I absolutely have to. Um, I really feel like I have nothing valuable to give or to say, so I say nothing at all. And that's even in my time with God. Like when I am, uh, you know, trying to build up my spiritual life, I just check out and I find that I am uh, scrolling through Facebook instead of spending time in the wor Word or building up my spiritual life. I just check out. Because I, I start to believe that nobody wants to hear from me. Um, I also start to believe like nobody notices me or cares about me. And then, then I get really snappy and short with the people closest to me, like my husband or Rachel in the office and, or my other best friend. And it's, it's one of those things where when I get burnt out, like I feel like all the ships are sinking and they're, think, they're sinking fast and I can't get a grasp, right? 
And when you think about that, isn't that essentially just burnout in a nutshell? All the ships are sinking and we can't get enough pails to get the water out. And so we just feel like we can't do anything, right? The other day I had somebody over here who was, um, we were talking about upcoming episodes for this podcast and I was talking about the burnout episode and this beautiful young woman was asking for tips of like, how do, how do you overcome burnout when there's no time left in the day? Like, what do you tell somebody? How do you help them through that? And that's a loaded question, to be honest, because um, until we get a chance to talk deeper and, and really identify the root causes of things, it's, it's a little challenging to find a solution. Okay. I can't do that to you in a, in a podcast. Like I can't have that conversation with you in a podcast episode um, because I can't hear your side of the story, right? I can give you things to think about. I can give you action steps, but I can't actually say, Hey, let's set a timer right now and, and jot this all down and see what we come up with and have a conversation about it. I can't do that. And you guys, that's why working with a coach is so important because we all need somebody who can give us a a different perspective, who can ask hard questions that will help us grow. And so while this podcast can be a resource and a tool for you, you might be in that position where you need to work with me or with Rachel or another coach to get you over this hurdle completely. So keep that in mind as I'm sharing this with you. Um, so you might be wondering, okay, well, Mandy, where's the burnout coming from? Well, um, it's it's not a secret. We rebranded our company this year. And that was not something that was on our goal list in January. It was something that as time went on and as we started looking at the signs and paying attention to what people are asking for and figuring out where the gaps are in what we do, and where we're headed and where we want to go someday, we realized that rebranding was the way to go. Well, <laughs> rebranding is quite the experience. There's been um, a lot of hard questions that we had to ask ourselves. There have been a lot of tears. There's been a lot of feeling like a failure because that one thing didn't work the way we thought it was. And at the same time, realizing, but we would never get here if it hadn't been for that experience. So it's all part of the journey, but you got to face those feelings. And, and there's been like a grieving season, okay? And so there's been a lot of emotions in this rebrand journey. There have been a lot of creative ideas and like just an explosion of creativity. That's been amazing. It's been awesome. It's been fun. At the same time, there's been a timeline and trying to keep, uh, trying to help our clients that we currently had that were coming with us throughout the process while also creating something new at the same time was harder than we anticipated. And so I think for me, the burnout came from giving everything I had to give to the marketing, um, to the redesign, to all of this. And both Rachel and I have done this. Like everybody on the Rayma team team has done this. And the burnout came from 
just giving my best and giving my all for a really long time. And that date, all of a sudden, you know, August 1st, the launch date, coming and going and realizing, oh, I can breathe now and realizing, oh, now I don't know what my message is. Like, I know what we're talking about. I know what we're offering. But in the midst of all of these feelings, I don't know what my encouraging message is anymore. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know where I fit. Because if, if you didn't know this, with Big Blue Couch Coaching, I was the CEO and Rachel was the president. Well, with Rayma Team, Rachel is the CEO and I'm the chief creative officer. And those are the right positions for us. Those are the right titles, the right places for us to be. At the same time, it's been a little challenging for me to step away from being the captain of the ship. I'm the co-captain. We always have been co-captains. But it's been a journey of letting go of one thing that was good so that I can receive something greater. And I don't know any way around it. I don't know that you can do that without experiencing a little bit of burnout, to be honest. Because it's not like I didn't have time for myself. I did. We went on the boat a lot this summer. My husband and I, we went on a lot of bike rides. I was training for a half marathon. But as that time came closer to the launch date, I had to kind of step back and not train so much for the half marathon because I did not have, at that point in time, the space in my brain to pump out so much creativity and be running 20 miles a week at the same time. Like for me personally, at this point in my life, I, I didn't have the energy to do it both, to do all of it. So I had to back off a little bit. And so now I'm getting back into running more and that's a whole other topic for a whole other day. But what I wanted to share with you is burnout can happen um, without bad things happening in our lives. Like these are all great things that have happened. It's not like anything was super horrible or um, something that we didn't see coming. But burnout can still happen even with the best intentions. So here's what I've noticed. Um, I took some time to start writing down all the things that were draining me and all the things that helped me recharge. And so here's what I discovered. The things that helped me recharge are unplugging from my phone and my iPad. Oh, that's a big one. Like actually putting my phone and my iPad in a different room, sometimes even even turning them off so that I'm not tempted to look at them. Um, that has been a big thing for me. On the weekends, choosing to leave my phone home when we go out and do things instead of bringing it with me has been great. Because it, it, and it's not like I get all of these notifications that I have so much to do. It's that you guys, with social media, it's it's a blessing and a curse, right? So we get into these tiny little habits that we don't even realize where all of a sudden we have a free moment and we pick up our phone and we scroll, right? And then what happens? We see somebody complaining. We see somebody's sad story. We see somebody saying something snarky and then we wonder if it was about us, Right? We start comparing our journey to other people's just because we picked up our phone and started scrolling. And so for me, unplugging from my phone and my iPad more consistently is, is a great way for me to recover from burnout. 
The other thing is honoring the need for rest days. My body needs to rest. In fact, I was just at a doctor appointment and one of my uh, my doctors was telling me, we were kind of talking about um, you know, the best exercise schedule for me. And she said, you know, Mandy, you're probably one of those people that needs to rest probably three days a week. And I think she's probably right. Like I need a little bit more rest because of the fact that I have cystic fibrosis. And I'm sorry, but I don't want to end up in the hospital all the time. So I would much rather carve out time to listen to my body and rest than overdo it and end up in the hospital. So for me, honoring those rest days is super important. Um, reading nonfiction, self-help, business books, again, even if it's only two pages at a time, that is a way to start recharging again for me. Two pages at a time. Don't make it into a big, oh, I got to finish this book in a month. No, just read it, absorb it, apply it, and then move on. Another thing that helps me personally recharge is being outside. And that doesn't have to be um, doing anything in particular. It could just be sitting on my patio or it could be going for a walk or running. Um, something that I don't think we do enough of as adults is relaxing in the grass at a park with our toes in the grass, like taking off our shoes and just walking through the park barefoot. Ugh, I love that. So doing more of that, um, going on the boat with my husband and hanging my legs off the side of the boat and letting my toes just, you know, be in the water, that's super recharging for me as well. One of my favorite things, favorite, favorite things is having coffee with God in the, in the morning on my patio. Um, I did not know this about me until a couple of years ago when we moved, um, but I love watching the sunrise. And we've always lived in places that faced north, so we could never really see the sunrise. And so for me, I have to be able, at least three times a week, I have to be able to watch the sunrise and have coffee with God. Like, it's just my time for for me to be thankful. It's my time to fill myself up spiritually. I honestly, if it's too cold to be outside, I will... Uh, sit on my kitchen island and let my feet dangle and watch it through my kitchen window. Like that is fulfilling for me. Sometimes I will add praise and worship music to that. Sometimes I will write in my journal while I do that. Uh, but definitely writing in my journal uh, consistently is another way to fill myself up. I can tell if I'm avoiding uh, dealing with things in my life if I haven't written anything in my journal. That's a big sign. Um, and here's the thing. I have had to learn what is the best schedule for me to run and to be able to have my coffee with God because my my breathing treatments in the morning take up, take up a good 30 to 45 minutes of my time. So what that means is I don't have the time to go for long runs or short runs in the morning sometime. So I have to pick and choose. Am I going to go for a run and and you know spend time outside or be at the gym if it's not nice out or am I going to have coffee with God? And for a really long time this year, I chose the running over the coffee with God. And that um, isn't working out for me. So I have to switch that up a bit. Also, running in the afternoon is a great stress reliever for me. Working out later in the afternoon is a stress reliever for me anyway. So I am definitely not a morning workout person. And I'm okay with that. 
And you need to be able to assess what works best for you and be okay with that. You don't need to be little uh, exact robot copies of the people that you admire. No, find what works for you because you're, you're you. And, and what works for me isn't always going to work for you. However, you can learn and I can learn from your story, from my story. We can learn from each other and grab all of these ideas and tips and, and figure out how to put things into process that will eventually become a habit and, and work for us. Um, Here's another thing that helps me recharge. So as I'm recording this, I am two days away from going on a road trip with my besties. Um, We're going to Minneapolis. And by the time you're listening to this, the fun will have already been had. And there will be snarky inside jokes that will last us a lifetime. However, right now I'm waiting to go on that trip. And this is something we haven't done for a really long time. And so we're so looking forward to it. And I'm going to be honest, uh, the thing that we're really looking forward to right now is a road trip with Taylor Swift's new album. We're Swifties. We we own that. But um, just being able to sing at the top of our lungs, to laugh, to cry, to have those deep conversations that we haven't been able to have because life has been busy, like that is important. Making time for people in your life. Like when you're burnt out, you start to believe that nobody wants to be around you. You start to believe that um, they don't care. And so making time for people is super important. So those are all the ways that I'm filling myself up. Um, making sure that Nate and I have fun date nights, not just, you know, a movie at home, um, but actually getting out. Like we actually just had a fancy date night for our anniversary a couple, a couple weeks ago. And that was so much fun. And so just finding these ways to make life an adventure, even if it's small, even if it's, hey, let's get dressed up, go on a date, come back home, turn on some romantic music, put on Christmas lights and candles, and just dance in our living room. Like, it doesn't have to be expensive, but just these little things can help us recharge and overcome burnout. So you guys, this episode, I've already shared a lot of ideas of of ways that you can overcome burnout. I've shared stories with you of people who have been there or are there and what it looks like in their lives. And so how do you get going in the right direction after this podcast episode? Here's what you do, okay? Because if all you do is listen to this and think, oh, those are good things, I should do that, but you never do it, it won't get better. So I want to challenge you to carve out five to 10 minutes. Put a timer on your phone for 10 minutes. Let's just say 10, okay? You can find 10 minutes. You can. Carve out 10 minutes to just become aware. Just become aware. Here's a simple way to do it, okay? Take out a blank sheet of paper. Draw a vertical line down the middle. On the left side, write down all the things that are draining you. Could be worry, overwhelm, your work, maybe, uh, you know, too many people asking too much of you and you saying yes all the time. Um, Whatever it is, write down all the things that are draining you on the left-hand side. On the right-hand side, write down all the things that fill you up or recharge you. And if you don't know what that is, 
think about the things that you've done in the past where you've been the happiest and what were you doing? They could be simple. They could be extravagant. Write it all down because that's where you're going to be able to see it. You're going to be able to see what you need more of. Once you have those, those columns filled out, the draining column and the recharge column, here's what you do next. You start adding just one, just one of the recharge habits back into your life every day. Just one. It could be as simple as not checking your phone an hour before you go to bed. It could be as simple as, um, you know, not checking email at, after a certain time. And if you have the type of job where you believe that you cannot step away from any of that, or you have to constantly be watching your notifications on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Messenger, on email, all text message, everything, if that's where you're at, then it's time that we work together so that we can talk about it. We can um, come up with some solutions because sometimes the problem isn't so much that um, other people are expecting things of us. It's that we have painted ourselves into a corner. And I would love to help you be able to start looking at things and find a way to fix it. Find a way to get some peace back. Find a way to have some moments of, of joy again. To, to really just steal back those moments of peace and recharging that your soul is desperate for. If you're burnt out, your soul is desperate for this. So if you need help with this, then let's connect. Let's see how I can help you. Um, we can even schedule a free strategy call to get you started. So reach out to me on raymateam.com and we'll go ahead and, and figure that out. At the very least, carve out those 10 moments for yourself, those 10 minutes for yourself and find, you know, find what's draining you and what will recharge you? That's at the very least what you should do in your own time. So I hope that you've been encouraged by the fact that you don't have to stay stuck in burnout forever. I have been actually implementing these recharge habits for the last couple of weeks already, and I'm feeling so much better. I really am. And so it's possible. Okay. And this is not something that you experience burnout once. You come up with a solution and you avoid it for the rest of your life. Like you never experience burnout again. No, this is life. You guys, there's always going to be an ebb and flow. There's going to be valleys. Burnout is a valley. And so we need to know what are the habits that are going to help us rise up again. So go carve out those 10 minutes, fill out the list. And if you need more help, come and find me at raymateam.com. And I would love to help you as we work on this together. You can even join our Emerge online co coaching membership. That would probably be the best place to start. Um, and we can go from there. So I will talk to you next week with a brand new episode. Until then, be blessed, be healthy, and be inspired. Hey guys, thanks again for listening. I'll be back with another episode for you next week. But for now, 
If you would take a moment and write a review or subscribe to the podcast, that would mean the world to me. I also want to give a shout out to my very handsome husband, Mr. Nate Anderson, for editing this podcast. For more information, go to www.raymateam.com. That's www.raymateam.com. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram under the name Ms. Mandy B. Anderson. Oh, and one last thing. I hope you heard something today that gave you the courage to rise up and overcome that thing that you've been facing. You're stronger than you think. I'll see you next week.